I want to let you, I want to, you know, put out here, I don't know what this says, but what you sow is what you reap. You cannot get away from it. Uh, we can ask God to destroy the seed. But the problem with us, with me, when we're reaping the seed of the stuff, I mean the fruit of what we've sown, we've forgotten <laughs> that we actually sowed this seed. We have to re- when we're going through things, you have to first look. Sunday I said, first thing to look. Have I stepped out of love? You know, have I stepped out of the, the love of God and acted in a way that wasn't right in the past? That's the first thing, you know, uh, to look at. And if not, did I sow some seed in the past? Because what you sow. It's what you reap. The Bible is clear about that. Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. What you sow is what you're going to reap. And the thing about it is, if I realize, I've sown, I've sown really well, terrible seeds. Now I'm aware of it. God, can you help me? Well, the Bible says, all things are possible. All we have to do is Speak to God, confess. He said he'll wipe away your past. And then you got a new clean slate to start over. But it's always good to look at what's going on here. Did I step out of love? Is it because of the seed I showed in the past? These things are very important. Amen. Now stop there. Uh, I'm dealing with no confidence in the flesh. Father, I just ask that you speak to us tonight and give us understanding so that we don't become religious people, but people that truly know your word and act according to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. See, one thing I have decided in my life, I am the most normal human being you can find. I'm you, you ought to be the same. That's what I'm craving to be. I want to be so normal. I don't spiritualize anything. Everything is according to the word. As simple, whether I feel something, I don't feel something, it doesn't matter to me. Once I see it in the word, I'm ready to go try it. That's the way I want to live my life. It's been since in the 80s. And God has always confirmed that. I see a thing in the scripture, I just go act on it. And God does confirm it. So, I don't spiritualize, just look at this stuff. What is really going on here? How can the Word help me? If you call it faith, that's, that's up to you. What I see, God cannot lie. So I take what He says and act on it. And see what He does. I, you've heard me here, I say it's like an experiment. I get a new revelation from the Word of God. I say, wow, this looks good. Would it work? And I think about it over and over again. Is this going to work? And then I look. If it's something I have to do with a person, I go try it and see if it works. If it works, I gain much, I mean, from that one experience. My mind is open. God works. Your faith level goes up according to the Word of God. Now, the trouble is we have our mind and then we have the Word of God. And we are constantly fighting. And then there is all this noise from our past. I got a lot of lessons this morning from that. <laughs> all these words we've heard from our past. And our environment, our culture, all of these things, you know. 
And you got to fight through those things. But when it's all over, when you're successful, you come back to this. Always you come back to this. You know, put it this way. You see, Peter, I mean, all night long, was struggling, really, to catch fish. He was not successful. And he knew the sea very well. I mean, he knew how to catch fish. But this night, with his friends, James and John, they caught nothing. And Jesus showed up, a carpenter. Right? And he says, let me borrow your boat. And I'll talk from your boat. And he spoke from the boat and said to Peter, after all, I'll pay you for using your boat. We should always pay. You know what I mean? As Jesus, he'll pay. He won't just use you for nothing. He's going to pay you back. If you let him use you, if you let him use your stuff, he'll give it back to you. He owned it in the first place. But he borrowed it from you. And then pay you for it. And I'll pay you, Peter. You go, you go into the deep a little bit and straight, you know, put your boat, your net this way and you catch some fish. And Peter's saying, look. And you know the word. He said, look. Uh, you are a carpenter. Okay? We're fishermen. We spent all night. We used all the wisdom we had to catch. We caught nothing. Then he added, but at your word. Just because you said to do this, I'm going to do it. At that time, he was, he didn't know whether to believe Jesus, okay? Or to, to just say, well, this is not going to work. But he decided, I'm going to try it. Just because you said it. And then he did, the word worked. I believe every fish around that uh, Area was saying, I'm going to be first. I'm going to be first. The net is done. The master said, Do we all should go in there. And he'll run it all towards that net. We got to be cut. The master said, he's going to catch us. We're getting in that net. Every one of us. Buddies, hey, you guys, come over. When you act according to the word, he felt nothing. You know? He was even in doubt. He just did what Jesus said. And it worked for him. Jesus also said to him in the boat, Come. I think we make things too complicated. And we're trying to figure these things out. And once we do that, we miss God completely. And you're there, I am in the same boat. And I'm trying to figure things out. I ask a lot of questions. I want to understand what's really going on here. And, and just to understand. But we're talking about the flesh. This is what I believe God is showing me. Notice something. Uh, Romans chapter 10, uh, verse 8. He tells us, you know, let's go there. I'm getting now. You didn't get it? I'm sorry. Romans 10. But verse 8, it says, but what does it say? The word is near you. So what is it? It's the word. The word that will bring your miracle. When you hear that word, it is near you. Everything that God does, first the word. And then the spirit comes in. First, I guess, backward. The spirit first, then the word. Just as, uh, as it was in Genesis. 
The spirit moved. And then the word came. Let there be. And nothing can resist that. Absolutely nothing. He says, the word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. So when you hear the word of faith, and you receive the word of faith, I've said it here before, I believe this is true. Every time you hear the word of faith, and you accept the word of faith, that word goes into your heart and produces the God kind of faith. Every time. Because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And it says, it's the word that we preach. It gets in your mouth, first in your heart, and in your mouth. So every time the word of God comes into your heart, guess where he wants to go? He wants to go to your mouth. And he wants to come out. Because until he comes out, you don't get salvation. Nothing happens until you believe it and you begin to speak it. Now, if you argue with the word, you won't speak the word. You'll speak your own ideas. You will believe your own ideas. But when you abandon your ideas and accept just what the word says, as simple as it is, let's not go to the, this word that says, it depends on what is. Is. The word is clear. As simple. And you can act on it. Every time you try to interpret it different from what you can understand English language, right? That's saying you're not willing to accept what it says. Because what it says is clear that you can see it. People say there are a lot of different interpretations. I believe we have different interpretations and God will bring it up there. But the, really the problem is we, our minds are being parted with all of these voices we've heard from the past. And that's hindering us from really seeing what the Word says. And the Word will not work for you until your eyes are opened. And once you see it, the miracle is already taking place. Once you can see it, the miracle is taking place. But one, if you can't see it, it, it just will not work. No matter what they do. And even if somebody helps you in prayer, the enemy knows to come back <laughs> for another day of fight. When you don't have the brother around to help you. But what we're doing here is to get everybody ready so you know the word. It's the spirit that gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. So we cannot trust the flesh. We only trust what the spirit is giving to us. Romans 8 6 through 9 it makes it very clear that we are not of the flesh. It's the flesh that gives us problem, and we're going to talk about that more. Okay, I'm checking my time. <laughs> he says, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. If your mind is sitting with the spiritual things, you will not only have life, but you have peace as well. Remember I said the last time we have three types of believers, three types of people. You have fleshly people, natural man, so to speak. He is not saved, he doesn't know Christ. And then you have the other two saved people, 
But they are divided into two groups. We have the spiritual man and the carnal man. The spiritual man does not, he, he knows what is happening around him. He knows what they are saying. But he is not moved by what he sees, hears, tastes. He is not moved by that. All that moves him, the word of God. That's what Smith Wigglesworth's life was like. I am moved by nothing, he said. I'm only moved by what I read. And so he wouldn't even read anybody's book. Smith Wigglesworth, you can read his book and read other people's book, but Smith stayed with the book, this, just, just alone. He wouldn't read anything else. That's what moves him. Somebody asked uh, Smith one day, he said, uh, Smith, you suddenly move. And, and God does great things. Is it the spirit that is making you to move? He said, no. I move and he catches up with me. I know what the word says. I act on it. And God does the work. So, the carnal mind is the Christian. He is not going to look at the word. He is going to examine and analyze what he is seeing. Or what he is feeling. Or what he is heard. Or what it tastes like. And what everybody else is saying. And he makes his judgment based on that. The word of God means nothing to him. And you know, when the word of God doesn't mean anything to you, then Christ doesn't mean anything to you. He can walk with you. Because the Bible says, two cannot walk together except they be in agreement. And how can you agree with God? I'm not going to sit with him like with David Jones and discuss and so until we come to agreement. You won't see him. He speaks to you from this. And that's it. You either accept this or you don't. He says, everyone who falls on this stone will be broken. But if you allow this stone to fall on you, you'll be ground into powder. I would rather fall on that stone. Basically, that's where I am going to be. I'll stay on you. But if you don't allow that, then he's going to fall on you. So, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So if you're going to go by the way of the flesh, you will not be able to please God. You'll try, but you just be religion. you try to make things happen. It's just going to be religion. It's not going to work. You can't please God. You cannot. It's, it's, that's what it says. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Now, he's talking about unbelievers here. Unbelievers cannot please God. They don't have what it takes. Now, it's amazing how people get upset with their father who is not a Christian because he's a drunk. Why are you upset? I mean, he is not a Christian he can't help himself. Understand what I'm saying? He is a sinner and he is sinning. And you are upset. He's just being himself. There is no need to be upset. Pray for him. God to change his heart. In that way, you don't have to hold grudges and say, Why he abused me? Because he's just being himself. He is a sinner. He cannot please God. He, he's just being himself. And sinners are themselves in different forms, you know, in different ways. Satan has different assignments for them. So I can forgive them because he's just being himself. But now for a believer, that's a different story. 
Because the Spirit of God is now living in this believer. So those in the flesh cannot please God. But you, that's the key. You, a believer, you are not in the flesh. So what does that say? You can please God. You can. Unless you say, no, I don't understand that. I know God said that, but once you add that word, but. You're saying, I'm not there, and God must have lied. Because I don't feel that way. You're carnal. It's not how you feel. It's what God said. You accept what God says. Whether you understand it or not. Just like Peter. What you're telling me to do doesn't make sense. But because you said it, I'm going to try it. And he got a, a great harvest. It may not make sense to you based on your circumstance. It may not make sense to you based on everything that's happened to you in the past. But now God is giving you a revelation. That's a gift from God. Act on the gift. If you don't have the revelation yet, pray. And God will eventually give it to you. But until you have the revelation, nothing happens. And He can use whatever way He chooses to. But it will be longer if you keep resisting the word. It takes a while before you finally get to the revelation. You probably go around the wilderness for just uh, 10 years before you get it, okay? As opposed to 40 years. <laughs> you just keep going around. But if you decide, this is it, then God is open to you. You prepare yourself and your heart before then, you know. You tell yourself, am I willing to lay everything down? As God challenges you. It says, but you are not of the flesh. I, I accept that. Go and tell your friend that, that you are not in the flesh. He's going to say, you've lost your mind. You're crazy. <laughs> and the next question is, what are you in then? What do you call this? He thought, you know. That's, who, that's you. You are in the flesh. But God says, you are not. You have a choice to make. Okay. You need to choose. I choose to believe what God says. Because if you say you are in the flesh, then you cannot please God. Even though you don't understand it, you receive it. He says here, and He's speaking to you, you as a believer, you need to accept it. You are not in the flesh, so you can please God. You are subject to the law of God. You can do it. According to the scriptures. And then He added... Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is none of it. So, you have the Spirit of Christ, you belong to Him. Now, Romans 8 verse 5 says, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. If you live according to the flesh, you set your mind. If that's all you're thinking about, the things of the flesh, that's who you are. You live according to the flesh. That's your lifestyle. So, your mind is there. But those who live according to the Spirit... They set their minds on the things of the Spirit. And if you are of the Spirit, then you don't set your mind. Notice verse 5 comes before verse 6. Where he says, for to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And then he added, you are not of the flesh. Saying, you shouldn't be setting your mind on fleshly things. Because you are not of the flesh. And you have to affirm that. 
Philemon chapter 1 verse 6. Your faith is made effective by acknowledging, by the acknowledgement of the good things that God has placed in you. You acknowledge the fact that I am not in the flesh. And you thank God for the fact that the word says you are not. And that's the truth. You accept the truth. What you feel in the natural facts, the truth, is what God says. And let God be true, and everyone a liar. So I accept what God has to say, even if I don't understand it. But when you accept it, and you start walking by it, then you will really gain understanding. And then God will begin to walk in your life, and then they can see there's something supernatural about you. And this is an amazing thing, you know. Uh, God works this way. I, I remember once I was in my country... And I was ministering to, to people, and God had healed a lot of people in this church. And then the, I had maybe a series of services. The next day or so, I mean, these people came, they had anointing oil in their hands. You know, they bought them from the marketplace, bought bottles. And they came, and children and adults, they, they just surrounded me. And I didn't understand what they were doing. I was looking at them, I said, Pastor, what's going on? They said to me, Sir, and some of the mom was kneeling, you know about that. Just put your hand on our bottle. And he, he, I was like, why are they doing that to me? <laughs> you know, what, a, what is this? Just, do they think just by blame? He, Pastor said, please, good luck. It means a lot to them and they'll get healed. I changed my mind immediately. Give me all the bottles, okay? <laughs> I laid my hands on the bottle and you can see they were so glad. Thank you. They were taking the bottle home to anoint themselves. And anoint their family. And you're just a man. There's nothing to you. But when you believe God and God begins to walk through your life, and when you accept the word, God begins to show to the world, this is my person. But when you reject his word and what he says because you don't understand it for whatever reason, then he really cannot walk through you. Another thing is there's a lot of confidence that you have inside of you. When, when, when you begin to accept the, the word and speak the word and believe the word, your life will be changed. The word actually will transform your life. And all of these hindrances, these things will be up. I don't have to second guess anything. The, I know, you know, before now, I know, I, I know God, you can, I can be a pastor. I don't know what to do. But today, by the grace of God, only through the Word, I have confidence. I don't know everything, but I think I can search from the Scriptures. I relate everything to that Word. You tell me something, I'm relating you back to the Word. And if it doesn't match with the Word, I just throw it away. That's just you. You want to prove spiritually. It doesn't, make any, it doesn't mean pain to me. No, I don't fear. If you really push it, I'll talk to you seriously about it. I don't have any fear for anybody because we are all the same. We are all the same. We are all growing together. So you can bring T.L. Osborne here. I'll still be preaching what I'm preaching. It doesn't matter. Because if he's going to preach, he's going to preach from this book. And if he doesn't preach from this book, I'll take my Bible and walk out. Don't care if it's T.L. Osborne. He's got to be speaking from this book. So when I know what the book says, I have confidence. 
Not because of what the, just knowing the, what the book says, but because God is the one that gave the book, and He's not going to go outside the book. And if you go outside the book, I'm not going to follow you. I just won't. They love you, but I won't follow you. This is the only thing that God has left us with. No cross for you to, you know, remove uh, little splinters from the cross to give to the brother, send to the brothers and say, send twenty-five dollars, and I'll give you a piece of Jesus' cross to keep in your home. Now, <laughs> you guys didn't get that. <laughs> but this is all He's left us with: the book. You can't talk to Jesus face to face in person. This is the only thing I can go by. And I found that this works. The only time I suffer is when I don't understand the book. Once I understand the book, I'm happy. I've got it made. Only God knows, if you know the amount of fear I used to have, yes, not too many years back, very fearful. I will not even pray with somebody to receive the Holy Spirit. That's how fearful I was. I wasn't certain about that. That was somebody else's ministry. But as you study the word, boldness comes into your life. I'm going to talk about the fruit of the flesh. You know, in Galatians chapter 5, or the works of the flesh, the fruit of the flesh. What is that is saying? Most Christians will do this, okay? What I'm going to do is, I'm going to list all of this and say, well, I'm not going to try not to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. And so because I don't do that, I must be in the spirit. Well, you're wrong. You're wrong. If you approach it that way, then you really don't understand God's word. This is not saying uh, the works of the flesh are... He's telling you, if you are in the flesh, this is what we see in your life. As simple as that. And if you think, okay, I'm not going to do that, so I, I, I won't be in the flesh, you're wasting your time. You may be able to escape from one, but the other one will be very clear. People can see it. So if you are in the flesh, this is what people see in your life. So if you have a whole lot of this in your life and you're practicing them, then you need to wonder, what's really going on here? Am I saved or am I a carnal Christian? What is, where am I here? And usually if you've accepted Christ, you're saved. It's just you don't understand the things that God has freely given to you. My people perish for lack of knowledge. Once you understand the things that God has given to you, you're free. And the freedom for me has come from one topic to another. And I'm still struggling with some to gain understanding. That is my search. I need to understand this. But I do know as soon as I get the understanding, heaven doors open. And the blessings keep pouring in. I've tried it with every little, the little things that I can do in Christ. And guess what? They work every time. After I discover how to pray with people to receive the Holy Spirit, you can wake me up in my sleep. From my sleep, okay? And say, we got two people. If they are really ready to receive, I'll just get them to receive. Is that easy? I don't have to do anything. But now think about that. That's the Holy Spirit, right? If they're born again, I can help them receive. Anytime. Whether I have a Bible in my hand or not, I'll quote the scriptures to them. 
and, and I tell them, okay, now let's do this. And God is, I have confidence in that. And you can do that too. You know how to get people saved if they really want to get saved, right? You can tell them, now say these words after me. If they're saying, I just want to really know God, say, don't worry about it. After we're through with this little sermon that I have for you, then you say this prayer after me, okay? And you know if they say the prayer and they sincerely, they mean it, what happens to them after that? They're born again. They're saved. The same way. And you can do it anytime you find somebody who's willing to listen. Why? Because the word works every time. The word will work. But not only for salvation. It works for the baptism in the Holy Spirit. It works for your marriage. It works for your, for your finances, your business. It works every time. All we have to do. We have so much knowledge about how to get people saved. So nobody's bothered about that. Will God save everyone? Oh yes. What if he was a devil worshiper? Don't worry about it. Let him confess. God, does that know what we say? But once he comes to healing, ah, oh, well, we don't know about that. <laughs> we change it. We immediately change our thinking. And what we're doing is thinking about everything that we've seen and heard. And well, I know the word of God says that, but you know, let's be reasonable here. You heard that before? Let's be reasonable. I'm trying not to be reasonable anymore. <laughs> because you don't reason it. So you believe it. Amen. Now, the works of the flesh are evident. In other words, you can see them. They are evident. Which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, reveries, and the like. In other words, some other stuff attached to that. But we can tell something is not right, right? He said, something is not right. He says, I'm a, I'm a born again Christian. And he says a few words and he says, no, I don't know about that. Maybe we need to go back again and check the scriptures. That's the like, you know. They can tell something is not quite right. He says he's born again, but he tells you he was born again from his mother's womb. So what do you say? Oh my God, help us. How could anyone be born again from his mother's womb? Say so you're beginning to check him out. And then you hear him curse. curse you know, you say, oh, I know. Something is not right. Brother, let me show you how to be born again. He says, no, I was born again from my mother's womb. That doesn't happen. So, you can tell. And the like. So you see all of these things. If these things are manifesting themselves in your life, that says you either you don't understand the gospel or you have not received the gospel. So the gospel is good news. Those things shouldn't be there. I'm not saying they won't manifest, but if it becomes a real problem, then something is not right. Maybe a stronger, whatever it is. But then you need to search to be free from this thing because it's not from that's not your inheritance. It doesn't belong to you. So you reject it and you begin to want to be free and God will free you. Whilst you reject it. And then God will line you up also with people that can help you if you are sincere. He will. He'll bring you to a place, maybe a church or an individual that says, I know what you're going through. And you something in your spirit says, I think I know you know. Can you help me? And you're free. That's if, if you don't. And you really want to be. 
So that's what the word says. Galatians chapter, I mean Romans chapter 8, 7 and 8. It says, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be, we talked about that. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God, but you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God lives in you. So if you don't have the flesh, you are not in the flesh, the works of the flesh... That's what we just level. But the scripture is saying you are not. That's saying you shouldn't have any of those things in your life. That's the purpose for that scripture again. You are not in the flesh. If you are in the flesh, this is what you find in the person who is in the flesh. But if you are in the spirit, and Paul says you are not in the flesh. You are in the spirit. And so he'll tell you what you are supposed to find in your life if you are in the spirit. Not, I am going to try to develop love, which is the fruit of the spirit. Have you seen a, a tree trying to grow fruit by itself, struggling? I'm striving to grow some, to have some fruit, because my master is going to be upset. Uh, I need some apples coming out from me. Right? It's an apple tree. It will produce, when the season is right, the right time, guess what, what you find? Not oranges. Apples. If an apple tree is striving to be an orange tree, I want to produce oranges. I like that you do the orange stuff over there. It try till it die. It will produce oranges. Period. If you are in the spirit... You have the fruit of the Spirit. That's the way it is. If you don't have that, then you are really not in the Spirit. Or if you are, you just don't have understanding. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. The Bible tells us that. John 3, uh, 6. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the Spirit is what? His Spirit. You are born of the Spirit, and you are Spirit. And if you are Spirit, then the Spirit is living in you. You shouldn't have any of the fruits of the flesh. Because that's not you. It's like trying to grow oranges, or have orange fruit, when you are truly an apple tree. You understand what he just don't happen that way. But what we are taught is we strive to develop this. <laughs> A tree doesn't strive. It just grows. Right? Effortless. That's the way it should be. Because Jesus is at work in us. This seems too simplistic, but this is just the truth. You just have to acknowledge the good things that is in you. You have that scripture of Philemon 1, verse 6. Can we put that up? Thank you. That the sharing of your faith may become effective by what? By the acknowledgement of what? Every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. You acknowledge every good thing that's in you. You acknowledge it. That's when the fruit comes out. When you don't acknowledge it, it doesn't work for you. This is, this is scripture. These are not my words. That's what the Bible says. Your faith, the sharing of your faith, all of that becomes effective as you begin to acknowledge the things that God has placed inside of you. So I thank God all the time 
The Bible says, by his stripes I am healed. Not going to be healed at home. I'm already healed. So if I am healed, I'm supposed to be healthy. Right? So what do I do? Every time I get to pray to, uh, to the Lord, and it comes into my mind, I don't have to wait until I'm feeling sick. Right? And I think I'm catching the flu. Why are you catching it, okay? You know how to catch it? You find it to catch? Huh? And then you, you think you're catching the flu, or you say, oh, they said it's, a, it's the flu season. I think I'm about to catch the flu. You said it, you got it. But I thank God every time that I, that comes into my mind, not when I feel it, then I just let the Lord know. As I said it before, God, I'm so grateful to you. I'm healed. Cancer doesn't know how to get into this body. I don't know how to have, my body doesn't know how to have a heart attack. Attack, you know, Jesus has already healed me. I thank him for it. Can I make it happen? I don't know how to get into my body to do anything, but he knows. So I lost, I've lost that fear. And if I'm going to die believing, I'd rather die believing God than live in fear and unbelief. That's just the way I say it. I'm just dying, forget it. They can blaspheme, but I believe God to the end. So I don't have that. He's not mine. That's not my inheritance. I'm not going to have what they have. They are of the flesh. I'm not like them. I am born of God. A monkey's son is a monkey. <laughs> right? Fred, you can quiet <laughs> So you are God's son. You are Jesus' son. You have his DNA. And you know it could never be said. That, oh, where is Jesus? Oh, he's in the room. He's feeling a little feverish. You heard that? Everybody will look up like, what did you say? What Jesus? Are you, are you talking about Jesus or Jesus of Nazareth? Which one are you talking about? That's not acceptable. We, we know that. In our mind, we've settled that. You see? We've settled that Jesus can never be. Don't you dare say that. That's blasphemy. But the Bible tells us, as he is, so are we in this world. We hear that and we say, oh, how nice. It's really nice. But we do nothing. We don't even accept it. We don't even accept it. All that Jesus has told us, the Father loves me, you just as he loved me, the same. We don't accept any of those things. And I'm not just speaking to you, I'm talking about us. Okay? I want to get away from those things. I want God to walk in my life. So when it's over, when I go home, we can all say, well, that was God. God did it. You know, you know how long Smith Wigglesworth has been gone? And people are still talking about him? Uneducated man. He wasn't even going to be a preacher. But he decided he's going to believe everything that comes from that book. And look what God has done. He's made his name great. See? The fruit of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5.22, 
through 24. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. I like the word faithfulness, you know. Faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. See? Once you have the Spirit, then there is no law. Romans 1, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. I'm free. Free from the law of sin and death. Once you have the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ, that frees you from the law of sin and death. And here, once you have the fruit against all of those fruit, there is no law. There's no need for any law. You got it. That's what the scripture is saying. We will go back again. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. Notice it's the fruit of the Spirit. Not fruits, fruit. All of them. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. If you belong to Christ, you are not going to crucify. You have crucified the flesh with is passions and desires. If you belong to Christ, he says those things, so that, that's the message that should be preached. Because that's the truth. When we believe this, then the result is there for us. If you belong to Christ, notice, against such, there is no law. So if you belong to Christ, all this that we read in Galatians chapter 5 verse 19, they won't be a part of your life. They died. They were crucified with Christ. With their passion and desires. They're gone. God is not saying they are going to go. The scripture is saying they're gone. We have to believe it. If you believe it, all things. Now we're not there. We change from glory to glory as God gives us understanding. And we are willing to yield. And refuse to give it, make excuses for why we are failing. You understand what I'm saying? I'm only human. We're all human. So let's, be, let's understand. Well, I'm trying to go away from that. I don't need anybody to tell me you're perfect. I know I'm not. But I want to get, like Paul, I want to pursue after Christ. I want to get there. And I want Him to change me. Now, notice what it says. Crucify the flesh with what is passions and desires. I'd like you to turn to Romans chapter 7. I know I didn't give that, but Romans chapter 7, verse 5. Notice, we crucified, we have crucified the flesh with its passions, right? And desires. Look at Romans 5, verse 7, or verse, uh, 7, verse 5, sorry. For when we were, that means in the past, right? When we were in the flesh, the sinful what? Passions. But in Christ, we crucified it. We destroyed it. Are we going to believe this? That's where the question is. Because your natural mind and everything that's around us says this is not possible. 
We are all sinners. You should understand what I'm saying? I'm trying to go away from just what I know in the natural and stay with what God's word says. Because that's what's going to really bring us deliverance. This is real spiritual life. Not up in the sky where no one can touch. They're so spiritual. Nobody can reach you. This is, this is normal. Very natural as you receive it from the word of God. That is being done away with. Look at verse 6. It says, But now we have been delivered from the law, having died to what we were held by, so that we should serve in newness of spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. Romans 6, verse 6, and I'll quit. It says, knowing this, that our old man was what? That the body of what? Might what? Put away. Put away. This is what God says. It's not man's opinion. This is what God says. I may not understand it, but I want to believe this. I want to accept it. And say, yes, the Son made me free. Therefore, I'm free indeed. So Satan is going to start with his fight. And, you know, try to bring things into your life to discourage you from accepting this and believe this. But the day you accept it, you've joined the battle. And the Bible says, I believe it's uh, Matthew chapter 11 verse 12. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffers violence. And the violent ones take it by force. If you try to believe this and act on it, then the fight will come in. Then you start struggling. And what Satan is trying to do is to say, I know you believe that, but you see it's not working in your life. Because there's going to be a lot of battle and a lot of opportunities to make you go aside. But if you stay with the word, the word will eventually bring you victory. That's the way it is. We stay with the scriptures. God be thanked that you were a slave of sin. You were a slave. You are no longer a slave of sin. I am no longer a slave of sin. Sin cannot just drive me wherever he wants. I have a decision. I have a say in this matter. I can decide I don't want to go there. And he has to respect that. I can do it. They can't. They are in the flesh. They have no choice. But I can say no. I'm not going there. Don't talk to me about that anymore. I don't want to hear it. And guess what? He listened. We have no confidence in the flesh because in our flesh dwells no good thing. Would you stand up with me? We don't have that anymore. I will encourage you to read Romans 6, 7, 8. Go to 9 and go to 10. Because all of these have great principles. It's not by accident that right after Acts of the Apostles, the next book is Romans. 
So after you understand the Christian thing, the next thing to do for doctrine, to live the life, go to Romans and start studying so we can be free. All of us are in it together. But God is with us. If God be for us, who can be against us? Still in Romans chapter 8. It's a great book. It's a great book. can really help us to understand what Jesus has done for us. So we don't try to prove anything. You just yourself. And let God do what He's doing. Father, I thank you for your word. We have so much respect for your word. We honor your word. Psalm 138 verse 2. You've told us there that you honor your word above all of your name. And so we honor the word. It's the word that gives us life. We're not going to be religious about the word. But we'll accept what you've spoken to us as spirit and life. And thank you for the transforming power that is in your word. We don't have to be ordinary anymore. We have the supernatural power of God in us. And we're grateful that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. He is in us and He's working through us. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. God bless you.